Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back here on bizradio.us for season three of the Veronica Edwards Show. So I want to thank all the listeners, which are the V team, for downloading the podcast at veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com. I have to put that plug in because you guys have really been supporting. The goal for season three is 3,000 downloads in season three. So we're approaching that. And I think today's show is going to knock us out the park. So today we have a new segment, a quarterly segment that we're introducing in season three called Small Biz Hot Topics with co-host and friend to the show, COO of Cassie Electric, which I always have to say is the only minority female-owned electrical business in the state of South Carolina. Miss Ebony Sullivan, welcome back, friend. Thank you. So glad to be back, sis. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you here as a co-host. Um, for, so far, for the first two seasons, we just had the CPA chat with Michelle Trotz, which is amazing. Um, and that's kind of a co-host feel. But I wanted to get do a show that had another fellow entrepreneur that actually works in a different industry than accounting that can provide a different perspective. We are both African-American business owners. <laughs> so that brings its own level of challenges. <laughs> Yes, it does. And I thought it would be good <laughs> to give that perspective because we really don't hear that a lot. And especially you, Miss Sullivan, being in a construction industry in the electrical world in Greenville, South Carolina. And all I got to say is, honey, that good old boys club. Listen, <laughs> it's different. I'm in it. Yeah. So I know you'll have a totally uh, different perspective. And I would love for the listeners to hear that. So today we decided that we wanted to just start off with some small business tips that can help growing businesses, um, businesses that just started. But the items that we're going to talk about today is low hanging fruit. I feel like anybody can implement this in their business and be successful and it doesn't take a lot of money. So are you ready to jump in, Miss Sullivan? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, I want to uh, discuss today, well, we want to discuss five hot topics, which is automating processes. The customer is always right or not. <laughs> Cutting the fat, dealing with employees and contractors, flexibility and willingness to change and word of mouth marketing, also known as WOM. So, Ebony, go ahead and kick us off with the first topic that these small business owners listening can really benefit from. So the first topic we're going to discuss today is automating processes. 
Automation simplifies small business processes by taking repetitive tasks and automating them for you. It makes small businesses more efficient by freeing up time that would have otherwise been used for tasks focused on growth opportunities or other important projects. So for an example of an automated process, think about how many times you've um, ordered Grubhub and you got a message that says, your driver is on the way. Your driver just delivered. Well, think of your business in the same way. Some of these things can be automated by using some very inexpensive software that you would need to invest in that would just automate processes for you so that you don't have to think about them anymore. Let's talk about invoicing, for an example. QuickBooks is a great tool to use. It's virtually pretty inexpensive and it's a great way for you to automate invoicing. It sends out reminders. It will even add late fees to folks who don't pay their bills on time. Yes, Talk about automation, right? Yes. Um, and even in email, think about email messaging campaigns. If you would like to touch your customers more often, this is something that you can schedule using, again, some really inexpensive software like MailChimp or Constant Contact. They even have nonprofit options, which are free for some organizations where they can just automate these communications so you stay in front of your customer um, pretty frequently. So. Automation of processes is definitely something that should be on the top of any small business agenda. I absolutely agree. And I've seen that in both of our businesses balance virtually. My business is the accountant for Cassie Electric. And I definitely over the years have been like, girl, what are you buying now? Like I've seen all of these <laughs> marketing subscriptions and some you kept some you tried out it didn't work you got rid of it and that's the thing i want to emphasize today is just mm -hmm. because you try the first thing and it doesn't work you gotta keep trying and eventually you'll find something that sticks and guess what in a couple of years that might need to evolve as well and we'll talk about that later with willingness to change so thanks Absolutely. Ebony. that was all great items i've definitely when reconciling people's books i've seen everything that you mentioned mailchimp constant contact of course, I only work with clients that use QuickBooks. So yeah, so the second um, item, hot topic that we're gonna talk about today is the customer is always right, child. <laughs> that now, makes me right, now Ebony and I are in different industries. I am an accountant. I invoice people the first of the month for my services. It's very cut and dry. I reconcile the books, I provide financials, I'm done. For Ebony, it's a little different if you can share. In the electrical world, you can do everything perfect and people might complain. We were just talking how people want to change the schedule on you at the last minute <laughs> that wasn't in the contract. Mm -hmm. How do you deal, Ebony, with the saying the customer is always right? Okay, B team, we're going to keep it real. Come on. That is not true. Your customer <laughs> is not always right. However, we do have a responsibility to our customers to not prove a point of right or wrong, but how can we rectify the issues? I like to talk to my customers as a solution provider, not only in electrical, but also how can we get past this issue, this challenge, this speed bump, this roadblock, um, and not focus on the problem. Generally, we can find a solution that works best for everyone where they're, we're not admitting fault either way, but we're working <laughs> towards getting um, a, a clear 
common understanding of how we move forward. And that can be tough because like you said, V, I'm in an industry where it's predominantly men uh-huh. um, and I can be pretty, I have to be pretty aggressive sometimes. And believe it or not, men, can, they get their feelings hurt when you have to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they do. They get their feelings hurt. I had one of them tell me yesterday on a call, having this very polite conversation about scheduling um, that um, he, I was making him feel like a child. Oh, poor guy. (laughs) Feeling like a child and accountability to me sounds the same. It does. That's why you're not, your customer is not always right, but we're not pointing fingers. We're just trying to get to the other side of this. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So for V team listening, yes. Remember that you do want to get that input from your customer, but they hired you because you're the expert. So you have to remember that you do need to push back at times. Absolutely. All right. So for our third small biz hot topic, cutting the fat with employees and contractors. Mm -hmm. So Cassie Electric, as we talked about, Ebony has been a frequent um, guest on the show. And for those that haven't heard any of Ebony's prior shows, she's taken over the operations and day to day of Cassie Electric, a business owned in partnership now with her and her mother. Since 2020, um, Ebony has been in this business and we have seen where you've had less than 10 employees, we've gone <laughs> higher than 10, we've had subcontractors. I would love if you can talk about how do you do this? Because cash flow can be very tricky when you're a small yeah. business. When do you know to scale up and when do you know when to scale down? Um, that's that's such a great question because you have to have a relationship with your business. And I, and I think we talked about this before in some previous shows, but having a relationship with your business is just like having a relationship with your child. You know, when they're hungry, you know, when they're wet, you know, when they uh-huh. need what they need. And so having that relationship with your business, understanding your financials, knowing when money is coming in, when Mm -hmm. you need to pay your bills, having that understanding and getting that rhyme or reason together is what helps you to make decisions such as I need to scale up or I need to scale Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. Um, And even projects sometimes generally can help drive some of those decisions. But essentially, even that you can't make a decision to commit to a project if you don't have the funding that you need to successfully get through that, you know, so just fully understanding when am I, when am my money rolling in, you know, chasing Uh down customers to get that cash, but scaling is important to, for execution as well. So it's a pretty tricky balance. Uh It's like the chicken or the egg, which one came first, you know, sometimes it's just rolling the dice, having to take risk. And that's a huge part of entrepreneurship is risk taking, Mm -hmm. um, but smart risk taking, not just going out here, going to buy, you know, five new employees when you don't Uh even have a pipeline. But knowing that I have this contract in hand, it's going to come through, it's going to start and I'm investing in my business by, by by paying for the right help we need to get it done. Absolutely. And I think you also need to make sure that you're communicating that to the staff and the support that's helping you. Because like you said, sometimes it could just be project based. We just need Mm -hmm. you guys for three months and then we might need you again. But you don't necessarily have to bring everybody on as an employee. So for those that are listening, if you're a W-2, that means as you being the um, employer, you're going to pay payroll taxes, you're investing in insurance. 
and you might not necessarily want to do that. A lot of people might have a probationary period. I believe Cassie Electric does that with new employees. So I think what you mentioned about having a relationship with your business, that's so important. What I see a lot of times with nonprofits, they'll get $50,000, $100,000, say, for a position, and then they might start spending it before they actually get that position, or they waited too long to then hire that person. So now they're behind the eight ball. So like you said, it's all about timing. Absolutely. All right. Let's move into our fourth small biz hot topic. Ebony, what is that? Flexibility and willing to change. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because change can be hard, especially in business. Adaptability and the right perspective are key to leading your business through change in order to grow. Mm-hmm. Too often, complacency leads to practices that keep us comfortable but stagnant. We've always done it this way can be dangerous, can be a very dangerous statement when it comes to business growth, scaling, and success. Clinging to the always can hinder your ability to grow and develop. This doesn't necessarily mean that you have to reinvent the wheel to succeed. It's more about being able to broaden your horizons with updated services and processes and strategies. Businesses that experience tremendous growth typically embrace change and are able to adapt to new market conditions. Best practices is to review your processes annually, check what the standard is in your industry and new technology, and see if it still makes sense to keep them in place. Amen, amen, amen. And I think personally and professionally, we can all agree it's hard to change. Yes, it is really hard. My business started in 2018. So I'm five years old and I think I've changed my pricing model more than five times. Yep. <laughs> I've changed what um, clients I wanted to serve. Um, mm-hmm. I've pivot again, like, well, maybe I do want to come back to this. I've told business owners just never say never. I remember everything that I'm doing now. I'm like, I'm never going to work at a school. I work at a, you know, I work at a school. I'm never going to work with a nonprofit. I am, you know, so you just have to have an open mind and know that even if you worked really hard to get it to where you like it right now, it's going to change again. That's the fun, but also kind of the crazy of Mm -hmm. being a small business owner. I mean, it goes back to entrepreneurship and risk taking. If Uh you are so comfortable that you're not willing to take risks, then you might as well be a hobbyist. Um, because your business will not grow. You will not see it go to its full potential. I love analogies. And I think of always the baby analogy, because you guys know I'm a mom. Uh And I think about your child and that five-year-old sitting in that stroller with the feet hanging out. And you're thinking, you're the, you're, you're the person looking at this kid saying, man, that kid needs to push the stroller, not <laughs> be sitting in it, you know? And it's like, that's your yep. business. That's what your business looks like when you're not willing to be flexible enough to change and to see where you can go next. You're holding, you're holding your baby back. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I say the same thing to my clients on picking an accountant. I said, you can't just, you know, comparing it to a child. Like if if your child is six weeks, eight weeks old, you got to go back to work. Are you going to get a kid that's 14 or 15 to watch a child that doesn't have a lot of experience? Or are you going to get someone that maybe has 15 years of experience and they have their own children and they can also assist you? So I wholeheartedly agree. And to wrap up our small biz hot topics. I left this one last because I feel like Ebony and her beautiful daughter are the experts of this. 
which is what is this last topic ebony word of mouth marketing <laughs> wom as we're gonna call it wom so tell wom. us what is word of mouth marketing Word of mouth marketing, also known as WOM, is arguably the most important form of marketing since the numbers show that customers trust what others say about brands and products accordingly. Mm -hmm. So there are five different types of word of mouth marketing we're going to talk about. One is your customer reviews and marketing. I know everybody know about Google reviews. Come on now. Okay. Now, if you're not asking your customers to give you feedback, hopefully it's positive and give you good reviews, then you're missing out on a great opportunity for, again, word of mouth marketing, right? Yep. So you leave them with an option to please provide you with a Google review. And it's absolutely free. Absolutely free. Then there's buzz marketing. Using high profile media or news outlets to feature your products or services, you reach a wider audience, usually for a price. Yes, this is not free. <laughs> no, tell us a little bit about buzz marketing. because you. <laughs> well, you know, being on Biz Radio, which we also have Buzz Radio, I have to throw that in with the buzz marketing. But it is nice that you can be able to use you know, media like this. And I know folks that also, when you have these different publications this time of the year, best places to do this in Asheville or Greenville or wherever you're at, you need to get your services in there. And you don't have to do that every month, but mm -hmm. it is good to invest in that here and there and just see what type of feedback that you get from that. I definitely have seen it um, provide a lot of benefit to my business. Absolutely. You got number three, V? I got number three, content marketing, creating engaging articles, newsletters, and other forms of informative content, which you distribute through email or social media. And friends of the show, Julietta Funberg, love her newsletters, mm -hmm. Spark Foundation, friends of the show. I'm the treasurer for Spark here in Greenville. Uh, Cassie Electric is a sponsor. Always giving newsletters, updating um, funders and just people that want to support hey, this is what's going on. So it's not that I'm necessarily trying to sell you. You don't feel like that. I just feel like I'm part of the community. I'm part of your business knowing what's going on. Yeah, you're the thought leader in your industry. And that's what you want to position yourself as if you're using um, content marketing as a form of marketing. And again, none of these should be isolated, single-minded options for you. You should be using all of these options and spreading yourself out so that you can reach more people. Absolutely. So our fourth item is what, Miss Sullivan? Oh, social media marketing. <laughs> Identifying key online influencer, influencers who will talk or post about your product or services. The, these brand ambassadors are the most influential entities when reaching a company's target market. And as a small business, you are your own brand ambassador. You uh -huh. should be out here being the influencer, talking about your industry, bragging about your business uh -huh. on social media, creating a brand. Social media is free, but it is time consuming. And you can find any young person like we found um, to do uh -huh. that because they enjoy it. They're friendly. They they get a voice going for your business. And so social media marketing is absolutely the way to get your business out there. Yes. Have to shout out Ebony's beautiful daughter and my brand ambassador, Jylan Farr. And she does all the social media um, for my show for the last 12 months. And when I text her all the time, I'm like, oh, my God, girl. I got like this many <laughs> downloads. Or I got this many people following me or I wasn't even on Instagram. And 
you know, Jylan is of that age group where it's nothing for her to schedule this. And I give her the pictures and she has fun with it. Me so much at 41, I'm kind of like, no, thank you. I don't (laughs) want to do it. And again, it's for a small cost, but it's really paid volumes. And Ebony, real quick, before we wrap up, what is our fifth marketing item? Referral marketing, using a creative tool or software that allows your customers to easily send referrals to friends, families, etc. Referral marketing is also one of the biggest and oldest tools ever. You went to Uh your friend's house, you did a good job, that friend tells their friend, and that friend tells their mom, and that mom tells their social club. And before you know it, you're in the neighborhood or you're in this club, and that is what referral marketing is all about. Someone else doing the footwork for you by referring your business to someone else who would do business with you as well. Absolutely. And I've really seen that. Um, I'm always shouting out Mountain BizWorks up here, a nonprofit that helps small business owners in the community grow their business. And I teach and I coach with them. And I've gotten so many referrals to teach and coach other places through Mountain BizWorks. So now I'm working with other um, small nonprofits or colleges out here in Western North Carolina where they don't have those resources and they're so thankful for a virtual um, aspect. So Again, Miss Sullivan, we're already to the end of the show, but before we go, I know this is our first small biz hot topics, but I would love for you to plug Cassie Electric, social media website, all that stuff, because we definitely want to support you in the greater Carolina area for those that are listening and need electrical services. Thank you, Cassie Electric. We are headquartered in Greenville, South Carolina. You can find us on social media at Cassie, C-A-S-S-Y, electric.com. That's also our website. That's our Facebook. That's our Instagram. We're on LinkedIn. You can find us anywhere. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Ebony, for joining me. And like I said, we're going to do this again next quarter. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in to bizradio.us. Please come back next week, same time, same place, 10 a.m. on Wednesdays for the Veronica Edwards Show. And if you missed the live airing, you can listen to all prior shows at veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.